All around the world, poverty is stealing choices from kids. It's time to give those choices back. Introducing Chosen, World Vision's new invitation to sponsorship. For the first time, kids have the power to choose their own sponsors. Now the choice is theirs. The choice to take hold of their future and even the choice to step into a life-changing relationship with you. Learn more at worldvision.org slash chosen. The following podcast uses profanity in creative ways, and we bring up all the topics that you are warned against talking about in polite conversations. The contents herein are for entertainment purposes only. All stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them and do not necessarily reflect any business, nonprofit organization, state government, or federal government. Listener discretion is very much advised. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Utah Outcasts. We are a progressive, political, and atheist-filled podcast with a social justice streak a mile wide. And we hail from the state of Utah where it is illegal to cause a catastrophe. Yeah, you heard that right. That's one of the laws actually on the books here in Utah. I'm your host, X, and joining me for the episode this week is Kyle Steenblick and Felicia Antwistle. You'll be hearing them throughout the episode. I'm recording this in post, so they're not here for them to chime in right now. Uh, usually this is the part where I try to catch up with them and see what they've been up to lately. However, since they're not here, I guess I'll just fill in there. Um, I've actually been watching a little bit more TV and movies, and I don't know if anybody else out there is currently watching it, because it's fucking brilliant if you haven't seen it yet, but, um, The Orville is perhaps one of my favorite new shows, and favorite show goes a long way, like, this is the Star Trek The Next Generation for the millennial generation it's fucking amazing you guys need to check it out if you haven't already uh the only thing i hope that they grow out of on that is uh seth mcfarlane i love having him on there but there's sometimes where you can see that the humor is just shoehorned into there but it's a really good show you should check it out uh i have not watched any of the star trek discovery yet because i refused to pay for that app uh i started watching the gifted which is Fox's attempt at taking the mutant thing a little bit further. And since I have Hulu, I'm probably going to check out uh, The Runaways, too. Uh, just got done watching tonight with my wife, uh, Hidden Figures. I don't know if anybody else has caught that movie that listens to the show, but I'd love to hear it from you. Uh, as I was watching it, I noticed one thing in particular that really needed to be rectified. And that's the fact that nobody in that movie smoked. We're talking early 60s, government office of NASA... With science and math and people working 18-hour days and stuff, you guarantee goddamn tea there was a lot of people smoking in that movie. Uh, it was a good flick. I'd suggest everybody check that out as well. And I'm not going to bore you with another 10 or 15 minutes of me talking about what I've been watching lately, but I like to give a little bit of a happy news and something that you can hear from other people before we start going into the news, which we're about to do right now, because goddamn it, it's fucking depressing. But before we get there, I'm going to let a, another podcast have a little bit of our airtime. Hey y'all, this is Tucker from the Atheist in the Trailer Park podcast. And I might live in a beer can, but I ain't no inbred redneck. And if you listen to my podcast, I'm going to learn you something. And no, I ain't talking about how to marry your cousin and not have kids with 16 fingers and stuff like that. I mean, I actually talk about real stuff 
teach people where the Bible stole its stories from. So y'all give me a listen, would you? Thank you. Marco Rubio. We thought we were done with this guy. No, no, we're not done with him. So he said this Tuesday that if he had watched HBO's series Game of Thrones before running for president, it would be him and not Donald Trump in the White House now. What? Why? <laughs> I, I saw this news item and I'm like, this is Utah what? Outcast's name written all over it right Yeah, that's here. all of us. That's all of us. Okay. <laughs> it's got Game of Thrones. It's got Marco Rubio. Let's do this shit. So yes. speaking at the Congressional... <laughs> The Congressional Hispanic Leadership Institute Trade Symposium at the Canadian Embassy. God damn, that's a long t- title. Rubio yeah, you said. You guys gotta wrap that. You gotta like, you yeah. Gotta some copy editors what's, in there to like pair that the, the fuck uh, down. What's, what's the acronym for that? C H L I T S A T C E. Wait, okay, hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> write that down because it sounds like clips. <laughs> <laughs> I got clips. It would be Chlit Sat Satki. Clit Satki. Sad Clitty. Yeah, Clit. Okay. Yeah, there we go. There we go. For short. Uh, We're going to get somebody like, you guys have to take it to Clit's. Did you really have to go there? Look, (laughs) of course we did because because we we go. It is. We go straight to the important part. Exactly. Exactly. I don't get it. We literally don't beat around the bush. We don't. We go. We, we look. We, we we nailed look, it. That's it. That's the end. We hit. We hit the hot button issues. <laughs> oh, oh, I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> and we make sure we unhood all of the subjects when we're talking about all them. of them. Don't worry, everyone. All of them. <laughs> all of them. Okay, so. Yeah, he was saying this jokingly, of course. I mean, but I think he was also serious at the same time. He's like, man, I could have learned a lot here. So uh, he said he could have benefited hugely from joining much of the rest of the world. Yeah, what the fuck is your problem, Marco? I make time for that show. Uh, in tuning in earlier to the show, <laughs> which. So, so really, he was saying that, look, uh, I could have just killed him, and that would have been. <laughs> No, here's the here's the uh, here, here's his first quote here. His first, his first quote is saying it says, "I if I had have watched two years ago, I would have been president." It's got a lot of good strategies. No, yeah, no, it does yeah. not. unless you have dragons, like the only look, yeah, unless you have dragons, kill, kill the other guy. <laughs> or be the army of frozen undead, and okay, yeah, maybe. But are you talking about like Jon you- Snow, who got democratically elected elected because he was like, "Dude, I saw some shit," and they're like, "You saw some shit." He seems to know what he's talking about. Like, yeah, except the problem is, like, <laughs> dude, you did not see look, an army look, of the undead. So Mark I don't understand. Jon Snow. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, uh-uh. it doesn't oh, wait, line up. Hang on, hang on. Look. So it says here next, it says Rubio may identify with one character on the show in particular. Do you guys want to guess who it is? It's Jon uh, Snow, isn't it? It's, it's Jon Snow, is it? Kyle it's has it. It is Littlefinger. Oh, no! <laughs> no God damn it. He hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't watched, he hasn't watched the most recent season. He hasn't watched the end of the, God damn it. He's a 
monster. He's a gaslighting, abusive piece of shit. <laughs> Holy fuck. That is emotional abuse. He is as bad as fucking all the other bad guys. He is as bad as all the other bad guys. And he's like, that guy, I like him. Oh, that is so no. perfect. No, he is like the bad. No, no, no. No. Wait, you don't think uh, Littlefinger is real bad? No, Littlefinger is real bad. But no, no Marco, no. Yeah, okay, okay, you're talking about <laughs> Marco. I'm like, Littlefinger is as bad as fucking Ramsey Bolton and Joffrey. It's only that he is manipulative and emotionally abusive instead of outwardly yeah. physically yeah. abusive. They're both real bad. So the, the article that's like that's like the guy who started all the fucking wars. No, so bad. Okay, no. Okay. That is a perfect metaphor. Why emotional abuse is real bad. You guys. <laughs> I just figured out who Jeb Bush is that's- though. <laughs> is he Hodor? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Bush is not that brave. He is not nearly Except that. Brave. His name is Please Clap. Please clap. Please clap. He's uh, he's um. Oh, <laughs> he, he could be Toman, maybe a little. Yeah, but there's no like lady leading no, him around. No, 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 no. There's no, no. Marjorie. Yeah, yeah. By Jeff the way, I is, love um, Marjorie. She was a good guy. She was a good guy. She was complicated, and no. she played the game. But she was a good guy. Jeb, Jeb, Jeb is Rickon. <laughs> He doesn't Jeb have is Rickon. You're Jeb is, so right. Jeb is Rickon. Jeb is, Jeb is Rickon. He didn't have a zig or zag when running no away. Zig. No zigs. No zags. No zag. Please Nobody clap. really cares about him. <laughs> Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. Like, oh, there's Rickon. Yeah. Hey, Rickon. He's still. Uh, nope. No. Okay. Go ahead and make a beeline straight for me away from the bad guys. <laughs> That's fine. Shaggy dog. <laughs> He's got a fucking yeah. dire wolf. He names it Shaggy yeah. Dog. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Rickon. <laughs> so uh, the article goes into the the time where they both had a tête-à-tête with each other, literally, uh, <laughs> when he was calling him Little Marco. And Rubio said during a rally, and I remember this too, is that I'll admit that he's taller than me. He's like what six two, which is why I don't understand why his hands are the size of someone who is five two. <laughs> Have you seen his hands? <laughs> They're like this. They're so tiny. And you know what they say? Solid bird. Not in the political world. No. But like, that's a solid bird. And he said, you know what they say about men with small hands? Fuck you. You can't trust them. That's what he said. You can't trust them. (laughs) That's a weird place to take that. That was brilliant of him to do it that way, though. You can't trust guys with small dicks? Dude, that's a. (laughs) No. I I don't (laughs) think that's true. No, he didn't like, say anything you know, about dick size. Time, yeah, he, no, he, he dog whistled the dick but size. He but he, he look, he didn't <laughs> he need to. He doesn't he need to. He doesn't need to because because Donald Trump acts exactly like everybody who has a really, really small dick does. I love how you say drunkenly, Donald Trump. You said Dernard Trump. Okay, look. So anyway. Trump, a couple of days later, did the whole, look at these hands. Are they small hands? And he referred to my yeah. hands. If they are small, yeah. something else must be small. And I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee you. He did that in a debate. He did that in a debate. He talked about his <laughs> dick in a presidential in a debate. debate. He did that in a debate. He, he, look, look, if you're going to do that, 
funny. We Great. all know that your dick Look. is shriveled and uh, <laughs> I don't want to think about. No, no, I'm just going to say, look, if you're going <laughs> to if you're going to take it there, you better be prepared to whip it out and back it up. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. That's it right there. Show us. I mean, all you I look have at that seen point some very pretty large dicks like but pretty i mean pretty you, as they're lovely all you have and to say. terrifying yeah. and all, all, all he had to say all he had to say is i'll i'll prove it right now <laughs> that's oh. it i'll prove it right now oh. hey hey marco zip <laughs> that's all you don't need to I show it pay to the nation. All the money, I would pay all the money to just see that little nub be like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> like just that little like. Oh, and I you know what? It sounds like we're shaming small dicks. We're not shaming not. small dicks. Look, Take- they happen. They happen. We're just saying and- we have empathy towards. <laughs> we understand what that's like. There is nothing wrong <laughs> Look, with small dicks. There's nothing there wrong. Is, with them. There, no, there is, is something wrong with wrong. some men. There are some men. Who are so insecure about their teeny tiny little dicks that they um, take it out on the rest of us? And we know you. We see you. We know yeah. who you are. I'm. But, I'm just. But, fine. I'm just fine admitting I am perfectly average. Small dicks are great. Guess what? Small dicks are fine. They're yep. just fine. Grower, not a shower. We don't care where you catch the show, whether it be iTunes, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, or hell, even YouTube. If you enjoy the show, even the slightest amount, all we ask is that you guys give us a subscribe, like, or share us with your friends. Without word of mouth, we'd have never become the show that we are today. The Joes churn out pedestrian advice to dead-eyed children, and the public eats it up! Hey kids, don't play with fallen electrical lines! Reads like a dispatch from the no-shit clinic. Now get the nerve gas. No, you fool. We'll beat them at their own game. We'll create our own PSAs. Okay, okay. Let's just throw some ideas out there. This is a safe, creative place. Dr. Mindbender, go. Well, I thought our PSA could communicate an idea non-verbally. I've discovered that painting directly on celluloid creates a sort of tone poem. Holy shit, that sounds terrible. I'm sorry, safe place, but holy shit, that was f***ing dumb. Next. One of uh, Jim Baker's most common guests that he has on his show all the time is Mary Colbert. Or I don't think it's Colbert. I think I've made that joke plenty of times before. But she's on the show all the time. And she's one of the shrill-voiced pastor, scream-at-you kind of persons. And so she's going to... I don't... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, X. I don't... I, I know the shrill thing. Shrill. I know. But the, the thing is, but, but adjectives have she, meanings. She yes, is. I understand that. And this it, is it's, shrill. It's been co-opted. It's been co-opted. It's been co-opted. I, but, been co-opted. I, I will call but, Skeletor shrill if I want to. I'm just, <laughs> that's actually... Shrill. Yes, and her voice is fingernails on a chalkboard. Shrill. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying. I'm not saying it like Hillary Clinton. I'm just saying I've been no, called shrill. No. I know, but the adjective fits in this case. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because Fair. words have meanings, people. Words have meanings. <laughs> female does not equate shrill. No. Got it, guys. It has Can nothing to do with again? female. <laughs> female <laughs> not get you shrill. <laughs> Starscream shrill Cobra Commander shrill <laughs> I, I, yeah, those references. I, yeah 
Mary Colbert. Here we go. You know, Jim, a lot of people made jokes and mocked you. Yes. They have. Because she hasn't learned how not to talk in the back of her throat. (laughs) You know, Jim, a lot of people have mocked you, and we're going to keep doing it. We're doing it now, in fact. (laughs) Old scurvy bucket you. (laughs) Old scurvy bucket. Old scurvy bucket, Jim Baker. And I'm not much one for, you know, commenting on people's looks because I look at this catch. But as I'm looking at the video here, she needs to learn to blend because her cheekbones look like she got punched in the face like on both sides. (laughs) You know, what's really sad is I can't. I I have never seen her, but I can totally hear it. <laughs> yeah, and you know I'm telling the truth for years. Who thought that Jim had gone off the deep end? And his warning to people: prepare, prepare. No, no, no he's just a con yeah. artist. He's not off the deep end, Tony. He's just. <laughs> He's just a con artist. See, she's about four octaves lower than where she needs to be for it to be maximum shrillage. But like, yeah, if she she, got- I was, was going to say, I, I was actually going to point that out. Uh, I have yeah. not heard shrill. But I've not heard I, shrill. I've heard her no. on other ones. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No. Okay. She's she's she's, she's right she's in a, a tone. No. She's like a tenor trill. She sounds a lot like Ernest from the Ernest Saves <laughs> Christmas movies, and <laughs> you know what I mean, Vern. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it's been laughed and mocked, but here we are. We are seeing catastrophe behind catastrophe. That's because he's a prophet. Here it goes. He is a prophet. He's a mouthpiece. He's an oracle for God. So when he speaks oh. and he says something, you better listen. That's right. Because it's true. Nice yeah, sibling stare. She actually did hurt my ears. She actually hurt my ears. Yeah, <laughs> girl. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, he's a prophet. He's the, yeah. he's the mouthpiece of God. God damn it. Look, if he's the mouthpiece of God, I'm the God anus. needs a better fucking mouthpiece. God has a shitty choice. God, so that that is, is a clarinet so that does not sound very good right now. That that's no, somebody that's that not even like God God has an entire orchestra to choose from and he chose the oboe. oboe. <laughs> we were on the same page. <laughs> He could have picked the bassoon. No. Could have picked the marimba. No. Nope. He picked the oboe. That's like when when the kids when the kid it's like the step below the triangle. God damn it! When the kid comes home from band class and he's like, "Mom, Dad, I want to play in the band. What do you want to play, son? The oboe." No. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's some kids where you're like, good choice, honey. It's like, okay, fine. What's you're the. Like, I understand you're, that you're not you're, special and you're not going to amount to anything, but I love you. You and know, this better. matters to you. Yeah. So if there was an you, instrument that you had you to play. And, you go ahead and rock the sorcerer's apprentice. That's the only thing you're ever gonna play. And then I think the the dance of the sugar plum fairies would be another one too. It's like the same piece. It's like the same thing. So if you had to pick an instrument to play, if you were the mouthpiece of God, what would you let God play? God plays the oboe. 
if, if I was God, if I no, was God, I'd pick the viola. It's a lower tenor than the violin, but it, it is more soulful, but it's got the energy of a violin. I would pick the viola. And it's, it's got that fire that. It is. A, and, a viola, a good viola, a viola is gorgeous, and it takes quite a bit of skill to play. Yeah, and, that's that's just me. If I was God, I'd make better choices. I also yeah. wouldn't put our reproductive system next to our waste disposal system. That is, that just saying, be, it's a I'm a better up. God. It's a toss up for me. Yeah. I'd either be the kazoo. My God, you would be the worst God. You would be. Or, it would have to be that. God. It would have to be that horn that you have to fist, only because oh, the, the, that imagery. I love that yeah, fucking yeah, thing. Yeah. All right, everyone. <laughs> All right, listeners, come vote, vote in. Who would be the better god, X or me? Definitely have a lot more fun. <laughs> Whatever, mine's like beautiful and 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 visceral. My my religion yeah. has Taco oh. Tuesday. By law, okay. mandated Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Look over here. Over, over here, you have beauty and range, and over here you have mandatory fisting. <laughs> oh, Look, Jim Baker. Oh, <laughs> I love, I love how we can go down these rabbit holes because of shit like that. <laughs> oh, we drop that show. We take it to a point that is just. Oh, if they heard this, they would be devastated that, oh, that we'd use their stuff at all. They'd be like, how did, how did they go from you guys now? They're talking about fisting. What is fisting? How did they go from the mouthpiece of God to mandatory fisting? Sister Colbert, do you know I what think... fisting is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not just fisting, but mandatory fisting. <laughs> Like it's required. Get the whole fist in there. All right, I'm voting for me as a god because I'm what not I, down with that. One of my favorite parts of I hate to admit it, but I've watched Little Nicky, the Adam Sandler movie with Satan. Uh, no. The scenes no. where Adolf Hitler gets his eternal punishment oh, always yeah. make pineapple me laugh. Up the ass every day. Every yes. day he gets the pineapple up his ass when he's wearing his French made outfit. God damn it, I died watching that. I was like, like it's a terrible fucking movie, but there's some funny bark, some funny parts in it. And so, I really, 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 please tell me you're not recording this, but I really don't want to admit that there were funny parts of that movie. He's absolutely recording it, honey. This is part of the main show. Oh, oh, Always no. recording. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got. <laughs> please don't let me. This isn't even patrons. This isn't even. Nope. nope. This isn't even six months out. This is the next show coming out this week. Yeah, the next show on tape is going to be, hey, Adam Sandler did something funny. <laughs> you guys heard it here. Yeah, and I'm Kyle gonna, admitted. Kyle I'm going to send it. you. I'm going to send you the link to the YouTube with the time code in it. <laughs> just so fine. you can watch it and be like, fuck, I was drunk. <laughs> God damn it. I was drunk. I'll send it. To, I'll send it to Adam Sandler's publicist. And they'll be like, oh, we got good press. For little Nikki, what? <laughs> Adam Sandler finally did something funny. Did you know that if you're not a Patreon patron, you're not getting the entire show each week? It's true. We record a whole hell of a lot of extra stuff each week that if you're not beyond the veil, you're missing out. 
Starting at the $1 and $2 levels, you can immediately gain access to the secret patron shows that some folks need to wait a full half year before hearing. From there, we hit the $3 level where you get additional episodes that we record about once a month uh, where we zero in on an adversary to the show. But for the best value, we suggest the $5 a month level where you get the full uncut episodes that come packed with about an extra hour worth of the Utah Outcast crew laughing at jokes to the rest of the world that most people won't hear or talk about things that only the patrons will get to chime in on. That means that for each month, you get about four additional episodes worth of content for you to enjoy along with the other rewards. The biggest benefit, I think, would be that you get both episodes that we record in one lump sum instead of having to wait for them to drop on Monday and on Wednesday. Look at it as an investment on your entertainment each month. We're much more than the cheap little pizza you might miss out on if you decided to become a patron. So what are you waiting for? Donate today. Check out patreon.com slash Outcasts for more information. So our uh, Attorney General of the United States, Jefferson Beauregard Sessions, and I'm going to start calling him Jefferton because I like Tim and Eric a lot. Jefferson Beauregard <laughs> Sessions. Mayor speaking. Uh, he released a memo on the, the 5th of October declaring that the Department of Justice does not interpret Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 as offering protections to transgender individuals in the workplace. Well, I just don't understand. I might just be one of them farm-raised <laughs> chicken lawyers, but... <laughs> I'm, just a, I'm just a country lawyer. <laughs> so, in a one broad swath, he just made it legal for people to fire employees because of transgenderism and because because apparently that's not a gender issue yeah you know because they really need to know what's going on in your pants that, that's what they're trying to say right that's, here is like yeah if i look at you There's, and i can't immediately make a snap judgment on what gender you are you deserve not to work here that's look, fucked up man well it is seriously fucked up because look title nine is the discrimination for sexual uh, <laughs> gender yeah discrimination that's, based on gender that's think, what right? it is discrimination based off gender if if transgendered individuals don't fall into that category what the fuck so it says here although federal law including title seven Includes uh, oh, it's, I'm sorry. it's Title Seven provides sorry. various not, protections not. to transgender yeah. individuals. The seven or Title Seven does not prohibit discrimination based on gender identity per se. He says, "This is a conclusion of law, not policy." So much. As a law enforcement agency, the Department of Justice must interpret Title Seven as written by Congress. So much. No. So in cell, he also says that the Department of Justice will take that position in all pending and future matters, except where controlling lower court precedent dictates otherwise, in which the issue should be preserved for a potential future review. So not so much. <laughs> I don't think he really. Fuck. Has he read? I, I don't think seven? he. I, I don't like the fact that we have a, a former senator, like, in the fucking Department of Justice. He had, like, no cool-down time at all, so he went from no. being, like, the guy that wrote the policy to the guy that enforces the policy. It's like, eh, no, that's kind of fuckery, you know? Like, no, it's serious fuckery, but I don't, I really don't think he understands it. No. 
I really don't think he understands. Well, I mean, first, I don't think he understands transgendered issue. No. I don't think he understands what a transgender individual is. You know, it's just the, the, the part of their personality they, A, have no control over, and it's just, B, part of who they are. You know, it's like... Right. Right. But all of a sudden, oh, it's okay. We can we can uh, moralize as much as we want. We can tell them they're wrong and they're going to hell. <laughs> right? Sure, we can. You can fire but them. We still <laughs> look under under this rule of law that he's talking about. You have two genders. Yeah. This this rule of law he's talking about has two defined genders. Yep. That's Trans fucked. transgender people fall into a category. Well, but there's there's more than two genders, though. No, like, no, no, there there's is, six there is, common human genders. Right, but Jeff no, Sessions, there, but in, there is, but but under 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 this Title Seven that that he's talking about, I mean, legally you have male female. Yeah, it's retarded. That's all he but wants. It is it is retarded. But even even transgender people still fall under one of those two categories hey and i'm gonna give you guys shit for saying yeah i was gonna say i apologize for my word my usage right now (laughs) yeah i'm gonna immediately walk that back and go (laughs) that was inappropriate that was inappropriate and there there's no excuse for me using that just now and i'm so sorry that that was a colloquialism that i grew up with yeah that's not fair or correct it is a very i'm not deserving of ridicule i'm so sorry i'm so sorry what's what well i didn't even i didn't even catch it so that's (laughs) well you're drunk (laughs) use the word retarded and that's not okay it's not okay now and i'm not i'm not okaying it i'm just saying the fact that utah that really has been used by just about everybody to describe people it it is a very colloquially used word it is it is is. but that doesn't make it okay we're just saying right so was that? I I can't even I can't even really remember my point, but the, no. But <laughs> legally under under Title Seven, you have these two genders, and everybody falls under you know A or B or B or A. That's it. Yeah. So there's no there's no other or in between. The the everybody reading here is one or the other. Yeah, and that falls under sex, race, color, national origin, right. and religion. Right. And so the Obama administration, Department of Justice, interpreted the basis of sex to mean that protections based on sexual orientation and gender identification. Right. But Sessions those, is going to come in and redefine those words. Those categories should also also include gender. Yeah. God damn it. So, so no, it's it's a ridiculous. It's it's an absolutely ridiculous. I'm sorry. No, it's 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 all authoritarian interpretation. It's, it's, it's not it just is. myopic. It's authoritarianism. They are deeming these. These. This is the Freedom Party, right? We are going to keep the government out of your life. We are going to keep them off your back. No, these are authoritarianists who sit there and and deem what is people's expression, what what is acceptable in life, and for them, enforcing the genders, the genders, uh, gender roles as much as possible is is their intent. That's. Right. That is no, what that they are is, doing. Right. That's absolutely their intent. There's a there is a huge line. There's a stark line between between their between rhetoric and practice with these with these people. And the fucked up thing is that he's they're they're not seeing 
the damage this this can cause potentially. They don't no. see the damage. No, they, that this can they happen. don't care. They don't care about they, that. They care they about have, the authority well, and the control. Right. They care about they're authority not. and control because control the women, control the world. Well, and Sorry. their their constituents they're, are tired of all this transgenderism being pushed down their throats. You know, as the, to use their thing. Fucking pushed down your th- God damn it. You're just asking people Look, to to accept the fact that other people exist, and they just don't want to do that. They they right. don't want to they, be. They don't. They don't want to do that. They they don't want to acknowledge that that people other than them exist. Yeah. But but that's <sighs> because they've been living under a systematic control their entire lives. Yeah. Right. They no, they bought into they, they yeah. bought into the you're a faggot if you show any sort of femininity when they're a child. And since then, they have been restricting themselves entirely. They have bought into this. And therefore, admitting they are wrong would mean that their entire lives have been a lie. Right. And that is a horrifying thing to admit. It is. It is. And I would like to, I would like to think that we're beyond that as a society. But, but we're not. I know because we're, not. we're apes, we, Kyle. Hi, we're not. No, I know we're not because, because I have children that interact you- with did you say we? You know we're not apes. No, no, no. I I would like to say I I would like to say I know we're beyond this. We're not. But we're we're clearly not because I have children, and those children have been openly called. Both of my children have openly been called faggots. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Time for a different school, there, Kyle. <laughs> um. I think we're going to find the same problem at any school. Even homeschool? Not- Jesus, you're fucking, you guys are hardcore, man. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, we would stop calling them faggots if they would stop acting like it. God damn oh, it. God damn it, Kyle. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So now it falls onto the states to have transgender protection and their impl- right to work laws and stuff. And, uh, Unfortunately, Utah is yeah. one of those places that doesn't because, you know, fuck us, right? You know? <laughs> of we, course. We have to have it the way God intended <laughs> in the great uh, and spacious uh, building. Ugh, these people <laughs> swear. They, they should really say the way we think. Let's just, uh, let's just roll everything that, that Obama did. Everything back. Everything. Just... Sure. Well, I mean, that's, that's goal number one. And two and three and four and the the end of the goal list of this administration. Yeah. Well, a black man though. Yes. Yeah. No. They don't even call the one like, that made fun like, of him I'm during pretty, a press briefing. Uh, look, I'm press pretty. Pre- I'm pretty sure their entire agenda is just erase the black man. Get the darkies. That's what it is. <laughs> That's it. I'm sorry. They they will. Uh, they Undo will do the everything they can. They will do everything they can. To maintain the status quo, yeah. they will do everything they can to maintain. Let's bring the status back quo. the fifties! Yay! Let's have more Jim Crow laws, people. The fifties were a shit time. Yeah. Right? The fifties were they a were. shit time, and the music was kind of shit. Want to get in touch with the Outcasts? It's easy. We're available on most social media platforms as Utah Outcasts. We're on YouTube, Reddit, Patreon, Stitcher, Spreaker. Well, shit, you name it. Uh, you can email us via mailbag at utahoutcast.com. You can always leave us a voicemail or text by using 347-669-3377. Or for those of you who are so inclined, click the Contact Us link on our website, utahoutcast.com, and we'll be in touch. If Leslie Jones were right here, would I've you say, native. you look like a dude? Yeah, probably. You would say that Yeah, probably. I probably would. Then, you don't then, then you're to- an idiot. 
Uh, this is The Deep End, and what we're going to talk about this week is an article that came out from BuzzFeed News. Fuck you, they're a credible source. I don't care what you say. Um, when they when they do legit reporting, when they do legit they reporting, do, they yes, do they, can be, good, they do a great yeah. job. Now, yeah. the vast majority of what they put out is vapid and silly yeah. and dumb. Yeah. But, but the guy that when, wrote this article is actually, jo- Joseph no, Bernstein was, is an actual this was an journalist. Excellent you know? article. This, yeah, this was, this was excellent journalism. This was top-notch journalism and we could honestly spend the next four episodes in their entirety you know we're talking like four oh. solid hours of talking about oh, this thing if we this, wanted to yeah that no that article was that was dense thick it was thick. god so, damn it uh buzzfeed news received a treasure trove of emails that were turned over to them about steve bannon and Mayo yiannopoulos and how they essentially learned to weaponize hate and white nationalism into a giant money-making venture, all helmed by the Mercer family. Mm-hmm. It's and if you're wondering who they are, they're fucking billionaires. So, and they like to keep quiet, and yeah. then they, they, they like, like they like to keep quiet yeah. and then fund the things that support their causes that yeah. directly support them. Alex so. Jones, yeah, you know, yeah, Breitbart. Yeah. No, they do. Yeah, it took me it took me the better part of a the better part of a day to to read this article. Yeah, it took me. I I had to step back way <laughs> and come back article. several times. Yeah, yeah. and uh, just from me, pages. it's twenty five pages long on Word. Just yeah. from me pulling quotes from this took oh Jesus, it took me like three hours of it's... putting this together, and I don't even know if I'll get to it all because honestly, no, no, there's no way we can get to it. All. I'm I'm not. We're not pressed for time on the show because we can go however long we want. But the thing is, yeah. I I care about your guys' time as well, and just gonna give <laughs> you guys the bullet points of some of the stuff here. You can probably read a whole hell of a lot more. Even you could probably even oh. check out the patron show stuff because I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the future. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go over just a thumbnail of some of the stuff that was well-researched by BuzzFeed News and managed to dredge all this up. So after you're done listening here, I'm going to put the Please link to the, the article. I'm going to put the article in the show notes and just go check them out there. So during the 2016 presidential election campaign, uh, under Bannon's leadership, Breitbart courted the alt-right. And if you don't know who the alt-right is, you, they're, they're the insurgent... You're listening to the wrong show? I know. The, the insurgent racist right-wing well, they, movement... They, they didn't, not, just, new they didn't just they didn't just court the alt right. They basically founded the alt right. Oh, it existed. They defined it. it. They it, defined it. no, but they defined it. They, they, they defined they it. They, they consolidated. It. They yeah. consolidated it. They they what is it when you uh you uh whenever you're making liquor stronger, what the fuck do you call that? Where you uh still yeah, they distilled they it down to something it. stronger. Yeah. So for more than a year, Milo Yiannopoulos led the site in a coy dance around the movement's nastier edges, writing stories that minimized the role of neo-Nazis and white nationalists while giving its politer voices a, quote, fair hearing. In March uh, of last year... This is why you don't engage, people. Fuck you, Milo. That's why you don't give him a platform. Fuck you, Milo. Fuck uh, the, you, the editor Milo. insisted uh, on the website, Alex Marlowe, said that we're not a hate site. Which, if you spend three minutes on Breitbart, there are still white centrists say that they are not. They they have bought into that this is conservatism now. Yep, this is what they've bought into. They have they've said, "Oh, you won't even talk with them." I'm like, I will not discuss. I will not have a conversation with Nazis. No, I will not find a middle ground with Nazis. There is a hard line, and they're they're sitting there like they're not Nazis. I'm like, this is the exact yeah. same. This is the yeah, exact same. Method. 
the Nazis used. Yeah. Oh my God, how short is our memory? <laughs> very, 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 very short. And people's short memory leads into the fact that Breitbart's media relations staff repeatedly threatened to sue outlets that described Yiannopoulos as racist. And after the violent white supremacist protest in Charlottesville in August, Breitbart published an article explaining that when Steve Bannon said that the site welcomed the alt-right, he was merely referring to, quote, computer gamers and blue-collar voters who hated the GOP brand. No, you're not. Oh, he knew exactly what he was doing when he said that. He he did. He absolutely did. This is very well done demonstrating in the article that uh, Steve Bannon is a white supremacist and is a racist, but he's a good marketer. Yeah. And right. he, he made me... so is Yiannopoulos. Yiannopoulos, no matter what they say, he is a self-hating gay man. And he's well, not he's Jewish. He's picture. not Jewish. He's part not, Jewish. He's not his Jewish. He's a practicing no, no. Catholic. Yeah. Which he's is why... Jewish. <laughs> Yeah, he just married a man. I don't understand. I don't. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, he's no, self-hating. He, he he's mar- self-hating. Yeah, he just married a black man, but <laughs> I'm sorry, that doesn't really mean anything because that's probably not a very good person. No, so let me give you a quote from Milo here. It says, I have said in the past that I find humor in breaking taboos and laughing at things that people tell me are forbidden, forbidden to joke about. But everyone who knows me also knows I'm not a racist. Really? Come on. And as someone of Jewish ancestry, I, of course, condemn racism in the strongest possible terms. No, you don't. (laughs) No. I have stopped making jokes on these matters because I do not want any confusion on this subject. I disavow Richard Spencer and his entire sorry band of idiots that he used to get to his position where he was before CPAC came out. He absolutely used it. The, The big problem here, the big, big problem is you're not making jokes. You have no understanding of humor, satire, or irony. All right, I've got a quote. I've got the quote. Go I've got on. the yes. quote. Good. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, this is uh, Sartre. Sartre. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it, but uh, this was from his book, The Anti-Semite and the Jew. And although he was ex- he was exploring the Nazi movement and anti-Semitism, it was about hate overall. And so whenever you hear the word anti-Semite, just put racist in your head. But this is the quote. Never believe that the anti-Semites are completely unaware of the absurdity of their replies. They know that their remarks are frivolous, open to challenge. But they are amusing themselves, for it is their adverse uh, adversary who is obliged to use words responsibly since he believes in words. The anti-Semite have the right to play. They even like to play with discourse, for by giving ridiculous reasons, they discredit the seriousness of their interlocers. They delight in acting in bad faith, since they seek not to persuade by sound argument, but by, but by intimidation and discon- uh, disconcert. If you press them too closely, they will abruptly fall silent, loftily indicating that that by some phrase that the time for argument is past. Wow. Yeah. When uh, when yeah. was when was that written? Uh, right after World War II, he was a Holocaust mm. survivor. He was a Holocaust mm. survivor who who was examining the nature of hate and um yeah nailed it. 
just a little bit. All right. So it's so remarkably apropos. Yeah. Milo Yiannopoulos uh, was originally the tech editor of Breitbart. And yeah. in 2015, uh, this is something I have in my checkered past that I'm not happy about because I didn't realize these people were attached to it at the time. Uh, he was a huge proponent of Gamergate, that whole thing mm-hmm. that was going on there. Uh, and so he convinced Breitbart's upper management to give him his own section. And in four month, and for four months, he helped Bannon wage war story by story against the perceived forces of liberal activism on every conceivable battleground in American life. This led uh, to the first huge makes women crazy and ugly. Oh yeah, and that so one? that's yeah. what he said. Unattractive and crazy is what he said. Unattractive and crazy. There's that one. Right. And so he published right. that article, and uh, Bannon emailed him after that. He said. And this makes me sad that I still use dude because if Bannon's saying it to other people, he's probably been saying it to Trump and everything. So, dude, we are in a global existentialist war where our enemy exists in social media and you're joking, jerking yourself off with marginalia. You should be owning this conversation because you are everything they hate. Drop your toys, pick up your tools, and go help save Western civilization. <gasps> There's that thing. dog whistle. Mm. There's hey, that dog whistle. So many, so many dog whistles. And so Yiannopoulos received, he got that message and he said, okay, message received. I will do a week of Islam mm-hmm. next week. And Bannon's like, you don't need that. Just get in the fight. Your social media, and they have made it a powerful weapon of war. There is no war correspondent in the West yet, dude. And you can own it and be remembered for three generations or sit around wasting your God-given talents jerking off to your fan base. So Bannon prodded Yiannopoulos into the limelight of being the the new fuck boy for the alt rights. So yeah, he is absolutely a self hating fuck boy. God, I hate that man so much, and I don't <laughs> hate people. No. I really don't. So in May of last year, Yiannopoulos. I'm, I, I, I'm he, sorry. I gotta I gotta bring up. Um, we are so pro gay on this show. Yeah. We're so pro gay. We're so pro human sexuality. There is a problem, gay men, with misogyny. All right. Yeah. A huge one. Yes. Um, I don't want to hear another gay man tell me that women's bodies are gross. I don't want to hear it again. All right. It's not funny. It's not cute. <laughs> I don't care that you're not attracted. You are distancing yourself from femininity which you have been aligned with in order to benefit from male privilege and and, and in doing so you are casting ha- off half of society too that's the yeah you are disparaging women who have been some of your biggest allies all right i need you to stop that shit right the fuck now gay men and not people, another fucking word people may be wondering how we can tie the whole mercer family to uh bannon and yiannopoulos and well, they're they're the they're the funders. Yeah, they are the That's people that the own Breitbart, pretty much. And the thing is, yeah. like, he got invited to Con for a weekend for the film festival, and was hanging out on a boat called the mm-hmm. Sea Owl, which is a two hundred foot yacht, two hundred foot fucking yacht, people. And it was uh, on that boat that he ran into what's her name? Um, I think her name was Rebecca Mercer, if I remember right. The daughter, the yeah. the the head of the foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and and he on the ship was drinking and mingling and interviewed Phil Robertson. 
Yeah, that one. The Duck yeah. Dynasty guy for his mm-hmm. podcast. Uh-huh. What the fuck is a camo like laden guy that hates it, all of everything doing yeah. over in con? Why is he in France? Why? What what the fuck I, does he have any he, business he, being there? Especially well, on was, a billionaire well, he ship. Was, because he, he, was, was stuck on, he yeah. was stuck on the boat. He was stuck on the boat and he didn't know how to get off. That's no, really no, no, no. It's no, it's worse than that. No, is that there? Yeah. No, it is. God damn it! Stop. They grew their Stop. beard. They grew uh, their beard. Yeah. They're they're a rich it family. Sad, the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. No, they were fucking yuppies. They grew their beards yeah, out. No, they did. And they started yeah. putting on camo. They they were not this this personality type before that. No, yeah, before the show. They weren't. It's, no, uh, that, that they absolutely weren't. Yeah. It's Rebecca Mercer. But it's just interesting to me that, you know, if people really knew who the Duck Dynasty folks were, they would probably give a little bit shit more about, you know, wearing the clothes and stuff. And you have the the patriarch of the family, of course, and he's He's just fucking terrible to begin with, and but it's all yeah, no, an act. Shitlord. It's yeah. all an act. It's all, all an act. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so let's see. Rebecca Mercer, Robert's powerful daughter, emailed <sighs> Steve Bannon from her Stanford alumni account. She wanted the Breitbart ex- executive chairman, who she introduced as one of the greatest living defenders of liberty, to meet an app developer she knew because they wanted to get a anti-Hillary app into the app store for Apple mm-hmm. and they it got recently removed because they're like, no, we're not going to do that because, you know, that's Apple's platform to do that if they wanted to, you know. And so they made a giant shit storm about it, how it's a First Amendment political persecution kind of thing and it's just, god damn it. And so uh, Charlie Nash, who had been just hired by Breitbart at 30000 a year after months of lobbying by Yiannopoulos, dutifully fielded the request from the billionaire indirectly paying his salary and turned around and wrote a story about the the app on the 25th of that of July and a follow up 5 days later Apple reversed its decision they got bullied they got mm-hmm. bullied into it yep they absolutely did but let's not overlook the fact that they are they are seriously underpaying yeah. their those, those writers well, that's that's probably that's part time. That's another too, story. So. I think I feel like that's, that's, another, that's story. another story. That's a, that's another story altogether. But that's just what uh, we got from email evidence. There could be all sorts of dark money going around somewhere. So, but I'm not going to I'm not going to no no on no. That, I'm so. I'm absolutely sure there is. Yeah. But and so this is the way that Breitbart has worked. Uh, stories came in from the Mercers with, and then they story ideas came in from the Mercers. Bannon whipped his staff and saying that our investors and our investing partners want this done, and they pulled the trigger on it and they got it done. So Bannon, and let's be clear: the Mercers don't give a fuck about any of these issues. No, they no. use the language, but these people live a lifestyle completely outside of your modern American conservative. Your your people who voted for Trump, they're not living the same lifestyle. You guys, no, they're not living no, not the values that they espouse. This is Rebecca Mercer, her father's name. Right. You think, no, what, the, you think she's people... getting married and having babies? No, she's no. not. It's about the... control. It is about control of the status quo because they know that if they can control the conservatives, they can control the women, they control the world. They right. contain and... their power. Right. And, and they're, they are absolutely still there talking to the people. They are talking to the people who still believe that no matter what, they can still become 
they can still become that that cultural elite. They can still become wealthy. There's no like reason for it, but they can still get there. Yep. You know. Yep. Yay, go America. So you guys you want to know still what get there. what really scares people like Milo and uh Bannon? The protesting. The protesting is scaring the shit out of them. Yeah. Uh the Black Lives like Matter. It. The Black Lives Matter protesters stormed a Yiannopoulos speech, which afterward he wrote to Bannon saying, I wouldn't confess this to anyone publicly, of course, but I was worried last night that I was going to get punched or worse. I need one or two people of my own. And so that's when (laughs) Bannon says, yeah, I agree with you. We want you to stir up more and we're going to use the Mercer's private security company to do so. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. So he kept rising in the 2016s, going up the fucking flagpole of things that were going on there. And so it got to a point during the election last year that um, Peter Thiel, if you guys know who that is, he's the guy that pretty much single-handedly destroyed Gawker Media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the, he's the one that killed Gawker, the website. I mean, they kind of did that themselves by publishing that porn video. But the thing is, this is a another billionaire that's be, that's funding a lot of stuff from the shadows just to get people riled up, you know, just yeah. to, just to inject money into lawsuits because it's no longer about who's on the side of right in the law anymore. It's who has the bankroll that can last longer. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's a fucking miscarriage of justice to, to begin with. So. Oh, it's a huge one. Yeah, but that's another story for another day. Yeah. yeah, and there's a they bring up another name in this article about Curtis Yarvin, who's one of Yiannopoulos' helpers, uh, mm-hmm. who advocates the return of feudalism. He does. He thinks uh, democracy yeah. has failed. Yep. And so they're, uh. they're, uh, Yiannopoulos was saying, Peter Thiel needs guidance on politics. And the other guy wrote back, he's like, nope, less than you think. I watched the election at his house. I think my hangover lasted until Tuesday. <laughs> uh. He's fully uh. enlightened. He just plays it very carefully. So that's just. And it goes on and on and on and on. This article so, is just mm-hmm. so God. amazingly dense with shit that, that I don't know how anybody that says, I like Milo, would read something. Though mm-hmm. They would never read something like this, of course. But if they did, mm-hmm. I don't know how they would be like, oh. Or how about we engage with him? We have a discussion no. with him. There's no, no, he is playing you. you. He is using the platform. He doesn't. He there is no honest integrity in anything he says. None there is no guys. intellectualism. Yeah. None. And so no, there's, these are these are not people you engage with. No, at any level. And there's links in here to how Seb Gorka became one of the the people that was talking to Yiannopoulos. And if you remember, he had to step down recently because he was a fucking mm-hmm. Nazi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh it's just amazing i mean and it just keeps on going and going and going but keep in mind what finally brought down milo yiannopoulos is that he pissed off the conservatives just enough with his defensive uh pedophilia yeah that's the only thing that stopped that's him it. that was it it's ridiculous and so i mean you guys- I, I mean i mean I'm, I'm sorry i know that pedophilia is terrible but that was the line guys yeah. That was apparently. the fucking line. Yeah, apparently entire, that was it. Entire dehumanization, where he would, uh, you guys drew the line, not him addressing his own victimization. No, that you did. That was where you drew the line, not the entire dehumanization of women and people of color and so many other things that were obviously, obviously things trying to dissuade people from equality. 
Like, no, that's where you draw the line. His own victimization. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. that's such a small that God, that was such a small thing too. Of all of this. Yeah, and really? unfortunately, it sounds like he's going to be coming back to Breitbart soon. So Oh, I'm oh sure yeah. he is. They'll hire him well, back on. The Mercers, after he resigned from Breitbart, he uh he the Mercers funded his own project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His new you venture, might, Milo E. <laughs> let's be clear. They did not disavow him at all. Nope. It no. was PR. It was PR to remove him. That was yeah. it. It was a show. It's all a game to these people. They are looking to increase their wealth and power and status. That is all it is. Being. Yes, they are using racism. And yes, they are racist pieces of shit. And yes, they are sexist pieces of shit. But they don't live that lifestyle themselves. They don't give a fuck about that shit. They don't. There's no actual morality involved in anything they're doing. No. There's no intrinsic thing that they care about. They don't care about abortion. You think they care about abortion? You think they care about church rights? Do you think they care about freedom of religion? No. They're using you if you're a conservative. They are using you. It just it seems to me that the 1% is just not happy being the 1% anymore. They want to be the <laughs> The less than one percent, you know, they want to be the point mm-hmm. twenty five. You know, they kind of want thing. they want the dom- they want feudalism. They want to be the top of yeah. the fucking chain, and they want the castle with the village around them, where they control the lives of all those around them. They want a slave system. That's all they care about. Now, if George Soros came to us and offered us money, I of course would take it because <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> God damn it. it! Hey Soros, where's our check? I told somebody. Yeah, but if. But if Soros <laughs> wanted us to go back on our values, nope, wouldn't. I don't happen. think I could do it. I don't think no. I could. no, because I actually like being able to sleep at night and put my head on my pillow. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to live with me. Yeah, yeah. I still have exactly. to live with me. I mean, and and when Alex is on the show, I was like, look, I got a price for anything. I can go work for <laughs> the Trump administration, and obviously it was a bit tongue tongue in cheek, and, yeah. and he did that. But he goes, what about three hundred? And I stopped, and I went. I mean, three hundred thousand dollars a year is a lot for me. That's comfy. That is that is a lot. No, and that's so more than went, comfy. So, and it wasn't that I was like, ooh, it wasn't that I was super tempted. I had to stop and check in with myself and go, what really is my price? And yeah. when I stopped at about $300,000 a year, I still went, I couldn't do it. I yeah. could not do it. When I actually had to stop and really check in with myself. Yeah. My price for these people is way too fucking high. It's, it's, mm-hmm unfathomable it's not it's not just money either it's not just a money price the price is something they cannot guarantee and i can't do it i i'm the only one who has to live with me i'm the only one but these people don't give a fuck about that no so you guys really need to go read the rest of the article we barely touched it we i mean i seriously barely barely touched it and there are repercussions it's an amazing fucking article i can't i can't remember the name of the guy the guy, uh, the guy who worked for uh, Rod Levi's. Uh, Vox. He no, just Rod got Levi's. fired because Rod of Levi's. that. Did yeah. he get fired? Good. Yeah, he Fuck did. That guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. It was a gay man who was a friend of Yiannopoulos. He was yeah. emailing him shit and saying, tear apart this fat feminist and yeah. shit like that. And he was supposed yeah. to be writing for the pro-women vice yeah. site. No, he, he got fired. Yeah. Good. Good. Fuck Good. that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy forever so yeah like and we see, said this is what makes me as a woman go i don't trust you men yeah i, I, don't, I don't blame you. you 
I don't trust anybody. So. No, you <laughs> shouldn't either. No, 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 you absolutely shouldn't. There's a good reason for it, and I don't blame you at all. No. Nope. Yeah. So, yeah, go check out the article. Take some stuff away from it. Leave us some, it leave us some feedback. Yeah. We'd love to hear what you guys thought of it. Anyway. Take, um, take a couple days and digest it. It's, it's a lot. It's super dense. Yeah. And I tried my best. It took me three hours though. to it's, clip out stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's important. It's really important. If you're going to be woke, you need to know this shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Are you looking for a way to blow off some steam after that last headline you read? Looking for an enjoyable way to support a good, godless cause? Come on down, have a drink and a laugh at Wise Guys in downtown Salt Lake City on November 5th. The inaugural Atheists of Utah Comedy Night will be so blasphemous, it'll be worth that eternity in hell. Featuring Mike Lee, the religious antagonist, Jay Whitaker, and more. All proceeds from this show are going to support the Atheists of Utah, Utah's premier godless nonprofit organization. Come on out to Wise Guys November 5th. Tickets are only $15. Grab them while you can. Check out wiseguyscomedy.com for this special one-time event on November 5th. And we'll see you there. All right, well, that does it for us, Outcasts. But don't worry, as much as we love doing the show twice a week for everybody, uh, we do have to take Fridays off to recharge. But don't worry, because we will have an episode for you on Friday that's the six-month-old secret patron show for you guys to enjoy. Uh, If you're a patron, then I'm sure you've already heard the episode, but if you freeloaded, it'll be somewhat fresh in your brains. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Before we put the last nail into the show for this episode, we do have to give a ton of love to the people who have paid me to do so. We have Alan Firth, Michael Stevens, Not a Russian Spy, The Godless Revolution, Jeff Linville, Mike Bowman, Darcy Bowman, Rosabelle Howden, Jeff Peterson, Larry Wilson, Tony Prowse, Keith Davies, George Green, Rob Otto, Stephen Andrus, and Angelica Pearson. I love your guys' support, and I also love hearing from the people who listen to the show. Uh, If you don't have the means to share money with the show, please do get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, We did get a voicemail in from a listener, Daniel, and he, you guys got to see how the the Google uh, voice that that the number goes to, 347-669-3377, whenever that number gets called, I get the message on my phone, and the... The transcription for it this this time was really great from Daniel. Uh, I'm going to play his message all the way through, and then I'll tell you what it said in in the interim. So give me one second. There we go. Hi, this is Daniel, a.k.a. Mr. Bible Pants from the Problematic Podcast. I got turned on to your show from Waiting for Wrath and from Felicia's appearance on Thomas Smith's show. I'm really loving it. It's becoming one of my favorite uh, must play shows right away. Uh, I love your dynamic. Uh, I'm really happy that Kyle is getting published. I'm uh, excited to hear what that's all about. And I look forward to getting to know you guys better. Uh, hope y'all have a great week and thanks for doing the show. First of all, Daniel, that was fucking amazing. Thank you for that wonderful voicemail. I love hearing back from people. And to hear how it translated, it said, Hey, this is Daniel, a.k.a. Mr. Bible Pants from the Problematic Podcast. That was all fine. All turned on to your show for waiting for ass and being palacious apparent. I'm Thomas Miss Show. I really Logan. It's becoming one of my favorite must-play shows, Right Leg. I love your dynamic. I'm really happy 
that Tile is getting published. Excited to hear what it's all about. And I look forward to getting to know you guys. I hope you all have a great weekend. Thanks for doing the show. So most of it was fine. But the, the part where it said, I'm Thomas Miss Show, right leg. That's just great. So, Daniel, thanks for that great feedback there. We love getting voicemails. And if you anybody else out there wants to send us a voicemail, please do so. I will share this with the uh, the guys on the in the chat room, and I'll let you know what they said next week. Maybe we'll play it again. I don't know. Give us some voicemails. We would love to hear from you. And with that, it's time to bring episode number 134 to a close. And remember, everyone, you're welcome. From the top you can see so far into the distance. Look, it's downhill all the way from here. And getting there is quicker. Let go and you just slide. Shouldn't take more than a year. I could almost like you. Now it's nearly over. Now you've shown some weakness. Now you're.
Uh, I would love to have a clam chowder uh, where it's not made from fucking canned clams. Uh, <laughs> I, need to, I need to make one of this. It's getting to be cold enough outside where I can actually make a clam chowder. Yeah. I, I might do that yeah, this week. Yeah, but you need to go, like, get clams. Yeah. Like, God damn it. <laughs> Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.